Hey everybody, it's your boy Rob the MC And welcome to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast Hey guys, I got a special guest today A really dope dude and a unique way of how we met His name is Andre Majors So guys, welcome in our boy Andre Majors What's going on Down the Rabbit Hole family? It's your boy Andre Nickety Majors hitting the mic. What's going on, people? <laughs> awesome, man. It's so it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. This is hey guys, this is actually our second recording. I had to upgrade the mic game so you guys could uh, not roast me in the comments there. Um, it's a unique way that we met. Um, the cool part is we were actually at a comedy event about a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, and tell everybody how we met, man. Oh, yeah, man. Like me, uh, myself and my man, uh, CJ Cowers and you, uh, and you, man, and my man Rob. And uh, we were just sitting there literally on the uh, on the patio of Uptown. And we were just literally just uh, kicking comedy, man. We were getting ready to go see uh, the lovely ladies, Ashima, Justin Nash, uh, I, I can't remember the whole the other uh, the other ways, but uh, not the uh, Biblical Fox presents a a comedy show at the Uptown Comedy Club, and that's where we met. And uh, ever since then, man, we've been you know locking and rocking and rolling together, man. So it's been a crazy, crazy good and great comedy journey that we've been having over these past couple of weeks. You know, shooting, just shooting ideas back and forth. But we literally just met a couple of weeks ago at the Uptown Comedy Club from an event uh, that we all just wanted to basically just come out and during this COVID time. So Uptown Comedy Club, man. Yeah, man. It was really encouraging to me, especially being from Baltimore, Maryland. And we actually have a, a general connection with being you being originally from Virginia and me being from yeah. Maryland. Um, but I say Baltimore, Maryland, we don't really count as a Baltimore's a separate state we kind of joke but yeah man um kind of let us know kind of about your journey man into comedy uh how you got into it what made you really want to get into it man kind of give us a little bit of your background bro gotcha yeah man so uh, I've been doing uh, as far as comedy for more less than a year but I would say about uh, I'll take that back probably about a year a year and a half um and then as far as acting uh I would say I've been acting literally all my life because I've always been like some type of showman at least um, but uh, as far as like the journey, man, the, uh, the comedy journey and the acting journey has always been a, like a kind of like a soft spot of mine. And uh, I've always been doing some type of either skits or uh, on Instagram or social media, Facebook Live, anything that I can get my hands to so people can know and see uh, picture the name with the face. And I can do any type of voiceover, too, as well. So I do kind of like funny skits and stuff like that. But um, um, as far as like the journey, uh kind of just got into it mainly because like I'm just a goofball and I thought I was going to be an NFL superstar at one point in my life and that definitely didn't happen because I'm short as hell and uh, was not fast at all probably just <laughs> quick and um, so I'm, I'm only good from side to side movements just like anybody even on a basketball court so um, outside of that uh, that's how I got into comedy because I would always make people laugh and I got a quick rebuttal with anything that I say so um, once I've seen a lot of people just giggling and laughing uh, kind of figured out that was the avenue for myself so wow I am. that's so dope man it's, i think a lot of us have a story like that where we constantly make people laugh on a regular basis man you know it's just cracking jokes for me yeah. growing up i look like steve urkel so i always had to be <laughs> ready to <laughs> with something in my back pocket and growing up as a young black man <laughs> looking like steve urkel was not a good thing back in the day now 
everybody wants to be a fucking nerd and everybody wants to be fucking a geek and like anime. When I was growing up, you know, being looking like Steve Urkel and having the the little <laughs> windshield wiper glasses was not cool at all. So I'm kind of <laughs> salty about it because it's like all these guys are like trying to be super nerdy now. But back then, you know, the original OG nerds weren't getting no love in the black community whatsoever. You feel me? Yeah, we're just gonna call you Stefan. You're the Stefan. You're not Urkel. You're gonna be the Stefan. Yeah, Mr. You're more, you're more classier. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's I, interesting. You were telling me that you uh, used to live in Colorado before you came to Atlanta. Tell me about your Atlanta story. About how, what made you really yeah. want to come to the A. Yeah, man. So uh, this is Black Hollywood, man. I've always wanted to come down to Atlanta and you know be closer to family because I've always been that person in my family to always go where my dreams would go, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is where a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of African-Americans, as far as, like, acting and comedy, they get their own big starts out here. Um, and plus, it's way more affordable than L.A., and I was in the process of moving to L.A. and realized that the rent was too expensive for me. And so <laughs> um, my sister my sister was another driving force uh, for me to come out here and uh, kind of, like, reeling me in and telling me, oh, my God, you can do your comedy and your acting. I can see you on stage. And, Literally by maybe I would say a few weeks into I think November no I'll say that back probably a few weeks into December of 2019 I found out my sister was pregnant so um, I knew at that point that I needed to be at least somewhere close to family and uh, what not place to start the start and keep growing my comedic uh, uh, my uh, my comedy and, and my acting career in Black Hollywood so that's when I came out here and then COVID hit and been crazy after that but before i was doing a lot of comedy uh in a lot of stand-up comedy in denver colorado and uh, starting to get a little buzz out there and uh um, once all this stuff started to happen and you know life started to shift a little bit i had to you know start looking for answers and where i can actually grow my career and uh, being an african-american man especially in this type of industry in uh, in the entertainment industry you want to go where you could actually fit in and uh, i realized i needed to be around my people Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, once I got around my people, you know, my people been looking out for me. Uh, just like, you know, how I'm doing this right now. And I'm on this podcast and, uh, you know, I had a video shoot today. And But um, I would say I definitely do miss Colorado you know, from some, from some uh, for a little bit, I guess, uh, but not too much. But um, that's what really brought me was mainly family and the opportunity to grow my career. And that's when uh, I kind of pinpointed ATL as the one that I needed to make the hot spot. So. I'm just trying to grow and keep going from there. Yeah, same here, man. You know, coming from Maryland and uh, Baltimore metropolitan area, man, it's expensive cost of living, bro. Like down mm-hmm. here, you can get a house for less than $200,000. In a lot of places in America, mm-hmm. it's almost unheard of to get a house oh, for yeah. less than 200000 a brand new one, you oh, know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and people like to call it Wakanda. And I, I'm being honest with you, I've never seen so many successful <laughs> black people in my entire life, dude. Never. Oh yeah, Ever. man. I've seen, man. I've seen. I mean, to cut off, man. But I've seen this one dude who was probably about our age, around like right around our age. Mm-hmm. And um, I checked out his uh, his Instagram and all the social media, and I'm like, how the hell did he just start in Black Hollywood? A little less than like a couple of years ago. Not mind you, this is a dude that I recently just met. Um, his name is Rocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, fantastic, man. Dude is awesome. And I met another dude named uh, uh, Dez. His name is Dez Giles. Funny as hell. Mm-hmm. 
he got their journey within a couple was like they've been in Atlanta, you know, quote unquote, they've been in Atlanta and, you know, traveling, you know, just like how we travel too. And man, within a couple of years, man, I don't know if it's just like either luck or God or whatever. My man has some, he's, he's on Tyler Perry now. My oh, man wow. was on the Oval and it's like, you over here, like you're thinking like, how in the hell? Well, just keep grinding. So, yeah. um, you know, this is this is the hot spot, man, and this is where you can grow your career. You know, make sure you're the best, yeah, like the better person of yourself because you're around a lot more people like like you know myself and a lot of entertainers, a lot of people that want to grow in this industry as well. And um, you know, this is the best place for that. And I always call it, I call it the Eastern Africa. Mm-hmm. Like I call it the East Coast Africa because mm-hmm. literally all <laughs> sisters and brothers out here. Yeah, and then like, and then uh, you know, I always make a joke about like all the white people live in Sandy Springs. So like, you know, you got the Eastern Africa part, and then you got you know your white people live in the Sandy Springs. So um, you know, a you lot got of the people South Africa there, over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. You got you got damn, you got you got Johannesburg, South Africa, and Sandy Springs. <laughs> it's, so it's cool, man. It's cool. I don't it, I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> you funny as shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you goofy man that's funny as shit bro hey, that's I true am, man I, I am a goofball that's I why I like your goofball. personality bro cause we're both Leos man and Leos running to, we run together bro we lions man and we we gonna do our thing in this world bro and, and I can just feel oh, where, yeah. where your energy is I think we, we talked about a couple good ideas that we will make to fruition and just your comedic mind I think you have a brilliance to you and a sharpness to you Appreciate and a quick that, and, a, and an agility a comedic agility that's gonna serve you very well and um, oh, you know yeah. so that's it's, it's been it was more than an honor to invite you on dog because I, I like I said for me to just connect with you that quick you know and for you to take almost in um and cj towers to take me under the wing and just say come on bro we're gonna do this together you know and especially as black men that's so encouraging mm-hmm. man because you know i'm not from here i don't know anybody i literally don't have no family down here and it's just like trying to figure it out myself so for you to have that type of character it means a lot to me you know what i'm saying so um tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about act a lot of people haven't been on a set before so tell us your experience oh, yeah. man doing the, um yeah. the acting tell it kind of break that down to us yeah man so actually uh, this is my very first atlanta acting scene i guess you could say um i was on a music video shoot called freedom today and i was actually uh <laughs> it's funny i just like how we was talking about uh you know slaves and shit uh, I was actually being a um, a slave today. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, it was it was different. It was cool. Um, I was basically just you know picking weeds and stuff, and you know getting a lot of camera work and uh, doing like small dances and stuff like that. And it was cool, man. Um, it was my very first acting uh, acting set, but around it, I mean, it's literally just like. Um, Everybody's getting together. They're kind of like getting all the costume ready. Um, there was no makeup because it was hot. Um, it was hot as hell, boy. It's hot like Africa. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I was in. I felt like I was in the damn uh, the Django movie. Bro. The Django. But I was waiting for Samuel L. Jackson and damn Jamie Foxx to pop out. But neither of them niggas came out of Candyland successfully. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what I was going to say, man, is, um, is, you know, being on set, man, it's awesome. I and mean, you got a lot of working people uh, just trying to get together and make sure that we have the perfect picture to present to the public or, you know, anybody who's watching. Us. And so you got your cameraman, you got you know, just your basic stuff, your cameraman, you, you guys who got stuff, the lighting and uh, things like a lighter or whoever else you got. 
And, um, you know, I got my little ass and a couple other people just taking leads and stuff. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it was different because I've never actually played a slave before. I was just always either doing skits on like Facebook or Instagram or stuff like that. And um, it was different. But um, the, the knowing about when to, you know, stay focused on being on cue, making sure that, you know, the dance movements, everything that I do uh, is on point for what the director wants. And mm-hmm. that's the main key, man. I mean, you could, you could freestyle a lot of stuff, but you got to be really good at freestyling. Um, or how they say it, you got to make sure that you can really just adjust to the camera. So for me, I just try to adjust to the camera the best way that I can. So I'm short. So I got to like make sure that if I see the camera or any type of like image that I know I can actually put my small self in, in, I'm in there. So every time that they would do like an outtake, you would see my little ass just dancing in the camera. Uh, you would see me just like joking. I'm over here playing basketball, like air basketball and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like I got everybody like laughing and stuff about that because they're like, man, we supposed to be in a 1950 farm. We supposed to be a whole nigga. And you over here acting like you damn Will Chamberlain in the damn finals of the, at the NBA or something. And I'm over here just acting around, man. But it's uh, but it's cool, dude. Being on set is awesome. Uh, I can't wait to do more. Um, it's, it was just, it was really cool to get that kind of like that, that monkey off my shoulder because around set, you got, I mean, you got a lot of people, man, attractive females, even attractive elderly women too, as well, mm. which is crazy. But you had to like stay focused, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, I, um, I am a MILF hunter uh, myself, so I can understand. See, 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 and there you go, brother. You would have been <laughs> in line with me myself. And so, um, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, you just go on cue. Um, when they want something funny, like I'm a comedian, so when they say like, "Hey man, make something funny," and I'll just go off the, just go off my brain, or just like figure out what I can really say. Um, like if a master, like for example, today, man, we had a uh, dude was cracking the whip. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, back in the day, how you know masters back, you know, in the slave days, when they would crack whips, you know, the slaves would got really would get really scared and try to figure out how to make sure that they're not going to be the one in that torture chamber or the hot box or, you know, whichever. So like every time <laughs> you would hear me barely, but like there was like one scene when uh, the master cracked the whip and I was like, damn, nigga, that shit must have hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and they had, they had to just delete all that out. And it was hilarious. And then, uh, cause you got everybody on their knees just laughing because I'm over here. My little ass is just watching everybody pick weed. I'm doing the same thing. And then all you hear is, Whoosh! And I'm like, damn, nigga, that must have hurt. And then <laughs> they say, cut. <laughs> the director didn't know what to do at that point. He was just like, I might keep that, but I might have to make it out. Like, but as far as like, <laughs> on, being on set, man. Yeah. What's and up, the, Gwen? And the, thing, and the thing about this being on the uh, set, it's a serious kinship. It's a real kinship because mm-hmm. everybody's trying to do Everyone wants to make it in this world. And I think creatives understand what's at stake. We're really trying to produce something that the world can consume in a certain way. Exactly. And, and we really want to make, you know, just kind of let our voice and our, our, our perspective to be put out there. And with the democratization of technology, exactly. we have more capability than we've ever had. And the funny thing is you keep talking about your height, bro. So kind of tell everybody, I'm 5'9", I say. <laughs> How tall are you, bro? <laughs> I'm five foot nine and a half. I'm kidding. Um, I'm lying like hell. I am five foot four or five three. If I put my uh, tall Air Maxes on, I could be five six. 
Okay. On, on a good day. Okay. But um, five. I would say five, five, four, five, three-ish. You know. Okay. So my thing is, I always struggle with this, bro. I don't know. Like I said, I, um, when I was on dating apps, all these women want dudes that six foot or taller, and it's like oh, this really weird thing. Yeah, and it's not me. And I'm like, okay, well, I want real face. Or nothing. It was just like you wear, you bake your face. You look like your face got half a goddamn baking soda on it. You know, I mean, you want six foot over. Okay, I want a real face or nothing. You know? Let me see your real face. Yeah, chicks over here looking like Morgan Freeman on, on from Shawshank Redemption. Exactly, thing. and then they and then they put the makeup on. They look like Kim Kardashian. It's crazy, you know. Damn, like put, put your second face back on, please. Like, oh, geez, oh yeah, we, we got colorism in the black community. We got all this other stuff. We got elitism, and then we now we got heightism. I think a lot of men need to come out and speak about this heightism that we're dealing with in the community. Man, it's crazy, you know. The six foot and over stuff needs to be. Just needs, we gotta we gotta protest that as well. We got we got a whole bunch of other things protest but this should be also on the list somewhere on the bottom part of the list but somewhere on that list as well <laughs> but um yeah I totally agree. <laughs> it's like has I your totally life been agree. affected by heightism have you not been able Hell to get yeah, in the club yeah. have you been the last guy picked on a basketball team have you not gotten pussy best based off your height <laughs> well we <laughs> well, we have a law firm for you <laughs> did you go to Bush Gardens and was not able to make the ride? Come on over. It's nine ninety nine. I can tell you everything about getting a hike or something. Some shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. So it's it's really crazy, man. Like, um, did you get a chance to see the red table talk in, in Tatali, bro? Oh my God, are we talking about the uh, Will Smith and Jada? Please tell me that we are. Yeah, so so my question to you, bro, is as a man, um, you know, who who has experienced certain things in life, um, mm -hmm. what do you feel about like relationships nowadays? I feel like people are so wishy washy. Um, bro, like I don't uh, is monogamy dead, bro? I don't know what the fuck this. I don't even, I'm being honest with you. Like I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try to withhold the language, but the way Jada pimped this nigga out, bro, I am not gonna be. I'm gonna be real with you. The way she just pimped the whole situation out. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know that she said that she did not want to be married. I did not know this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew this. She did not want to be married. She just wanted to have an open, honest relationship type thing. Yeah. So, first off, I'm the type of person where if you bring another man in my house, he better be a cousin, brother, damn, <laughs> the pastor from the church. God damn it, you ain't going to tell me that this nigga is sick, like, and he looks like he just came out the Gucci store with two fresh Air Force Ones and a damn sling bag. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then he's going to sit here and tell me, and then he's going to sit here and tell me that he's mentally unstable and he's going to stay with you on the right side of the house. Mm -hmm. Now, you can have the most biggest house in the fucking world. I don't give a damn what you do. Teach his own. Mm -hmm. But, if you and I quote, if you and I quote, sit here and tell me that this man is sick and five months later, or man, I ain't gonna say five months later, probably about, yeah, let's say five months later, five months later, don't get down to the nitty gritty. And you see this man has a thing on, uh, he has, uh, I, I think he was on BET or VH1, he had the interview, mm -hmm. and then he's, he's talking about it. Now, mind you, if you have a brother in your house mm -hmm. and he's talking about you and your wife, and you're and he's saying that Will gave me my blessing. First off, I didn't know we over here doing other hands in marriage and type shit. Mm -hmm. so I believe when you say give you my blessing, I believe that's proposing to another chick, right? Mm -hmm. Or proposing to some degree. This nigga proposed his dick in this motherfucker's vagina and did not let loose, my guy. <laughs> he did not care. 
Yeah. He didn't get a damn. Will over here looking like he from Pursuit of Happiness in that scene at the last scene when he said, "Do you want to work for us?" and he was crying. Uh-huh. That's what that's what that nigga Will looked like he was about to do when she said we had to do an entanglement. Look, <laughs> well, I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, she said she he was sick. So what did she suck his dick? She sucked the pain out of his dick. She sucked the the, the lupus out of his penis. <laughs> if that's the truth, <laughs> if she sucking the lupus out of niggas' dick, then <laughs> that's that's a special power. I thought um, that I thought. <laughs> We thought that Erica Badu had some special pussy powers. Apparently, if no. <laughs> Jada Pinkett is sucking the lupus out of niggas' dick, she can heal no. lupus with them lips. She got no. she got lupus healing like, lips. <laughs> you see what she look like, right? She bad you as hell. She look like her. Right? Yeah, she's fine as hell. Too. If my penis and could just like, touch the, if, if my penis could just touch the hem <laughs> of her garment. <laughs> Just the just the head, just the little the shaft, just touch the the the, the hem of her garment. I, my credit score, I'll go up to eight hundred. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> but it's it's tough, man. Because for me, you know, out here trying to date and trying to understand people, and and people want to have. I, I respect at the end of the day, bro. I respect anybody's right to have to define their relationship the way they want to define it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever works for you is what works for you. And we and and part of life is finding what makes you happy. And me, you know, me and you. Um, in the, in the latter bit of our 20s I'll be 30 this year um, It's for me I've been trying to find What really makes What truly is happy Because sometimes You can be with someone And it can be okay But it may not necessarily Make you happy And and I honestly feel A lot of men Will sacrifice looks Over happiness So as an example A lot of my boys Will be talking I'll be like bro Yeah she looked good But is she good for your soul bro you know what I'm saying? You come home, you stressed out, you getting gray hair. She arguing, she 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 demeans you, she disrespects you a certain type of way, she talks to you a certain type of way. And especially as a black man, you know, living in the world we live in, we're always being attacked. We feel we're always on edge, we're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And when you come home, you got this extra stress. And I feel like as people of color, when we come home, um, we should feel we should have a safe space and understanding and communicating with each other a certain way. Like for me, I don't want to have to raise my voice and talk crazy to my woman. You feel me? And and, and and be coming out of pocket and getting all crazy. Like, you know, the world's gonna treat us that way anyway. Um and so I feel I wish more like- Yeah, I just I feel like more men should be committed to more to truly finding someone that, that's best for their heart, that's best for their mind, than just somebody that they can stick their dick in. You feel me? I agree a thousand percent. I don't know what you bro, you just spoke some damn godly shit just now, bro. <laughs> you you damn you damn you damn Gandhi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you are hundred percent correct. But I, I, I just feel like with this, like, go, first of all, let me let me touch the base on the on when you talk about the monogamy stuff. Like, I don't know what these females want nowadays. Like, I, you see them like twerking, you see them posting all these damn lace fronts and shit. Now, I'm just talking African Americans, not because they're white. Now, they over here taking yoga classes, hot yoga and shit going hiking, making sure they focus on doing body squats to make sure that ass is popping out, knowing damn well they over here looking like Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. from Princess Diaries. <laughs> so, it's, it's, look. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Don't get me going on that, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's, and they say they want a good man. They want the, I want the man who's physically and mentally there. Mm-hmm. I want the guy who can take, you know, do all this crazy shit that none of us niggas do <laughs> and let's just be real like where, where you gonna find this nigga at oh yeah you found this nigga on tinder yep he's gonna tell you this shit three times out of one and then the third time he's gonna fuck you and leave you just gonna exactly but 
It's Pound Town. Tinder is called Pound Town, aka Pound Town. Tinder is not an app that you use for 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 a true human interaction, you know. And and the part the hard part is, man. Ultimately, dude, this is my opinion. When you have these dating apps, people are so disposable. You can swipe left or right. You don't really get a chance. Yeah, you can talk to some people, really see what they're about, and have good communication. With some folks, but overall, it's all surface, man. It's like, and then some of these women, you know, they'll, there's almost like a fucking jo- a job interview at, at fucking Apple. You get four or five interviews, and you might, you may or may not pass the interview. And it's like, at the end of the day, where can we find organic human conversation and truly interact? And it's like, with the advent of technology and, and people becoming less and less uh, interacting, especially in the COVID times we live in, it's even more difficult to, to really f- see where people is at. Because I've dated people for, for a couple years, and you really don't see their personality till down the line, and, and people can put up a good face for a period of time. Oh yeah, and it, and then oh, it's like, yeah. damn, you know. I had one girl I was I, dating, bro. Wait. I was talking, I wasn't even dating. To, I was in my early twenties, and she was not in a face. She really wasn't that attractive, bro. Her body was banging, but I was like, but she had the nerve <laughs> to to get on my like to come crazy at me. I was like, you lucky I even talked to you. You ugly as hell. I stooped down. Yeah. I, I stooped the level below. So when you ugly, you got to be extra nice. <laughs> you got to have something, some redeemable quality. You got to make me a sandwich and not be ugly, and, and, and at least you be. Come to the table. Yeah, where, I need you to wear a sundress and not have an attitude. You know. <laughs> How dare you, you ugly bitch? How dare you? <laughs> Hey, bro, I had so many things to say about Jackson now, but I was like, oh, my God. But, no, but yeah, you're totally right. But if you're an ugly chick, you got to cover something. You got to cut, like, at least every time I see you on my lunch break, I better have a whole biggie back from Wendy. Exactly. And limited, limited conversation. Exactly. Like, hey, how's it going? Oh, nothing. Your dick-sucking game need to be uh, Olympic level. You got to suck dick like it's an Olympic bro. sport. But you better give, she better give a nigga head better than, damn. Uh, who, who was that bitch name? What's, what's her name? Superhead. Uh, uh, damn. Super, yep, you said it out. You took the words out of my mouth. Super head. She had a gargle. I want you to gargle my my third party ejaculatory fluid, like fucking, um, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking. Um, what's the what's the uh, the the stuff that people pour in their mouth at night? They 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 gargle with it. <laughs> Listerine. I want you to gargle my my cum like Listerine. That's what you got to do. I want you to gargle it <laughs> like Listerine. I can't breathe. You know, uh, I can't breathe. You know, you gotta let me. You know, you gotta let me paint the walls up from time to time. You know. <laughs> it's like it's, I'm making composite because at the end of the day, people are physical, bro. You know, but I've I've tried to be all personality first. I've really tried to give women. The, the personality thing first and it's like then you still get an attitude so it's like damn you know you try to not mm-hmm. be so selfish on the surface but then you get fucked either way so it's like you know it's so interesting trying to navigate in 2020 bro you know is there any hope for and for for our generation of men i don't know yeah and it's i don't know brother i feel like i feel like coronavirus is taking all the good bitches away and the uh, only reason I'm calling you bitches, I don't know your names individually. Shout out to my nigga Cat uh, Williams. We mm-hmm. just kept chronicle. Uh, <laughs> you, you and him share the same height. Name, just, <laughs> same height. The nigga live in Atlanta, so I better see his ass too at the damn comedy club. Mm-hmm. You but, both um, got perm yeah, looking like bro. hair. <laughs> <laughs> you got Jerry Curl and he got the straight jump. Hell yeah, his, his shit is luxurious. My shit looking fantastic, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but Me, no, man. Mm-hmm. That's right, 100 percent right, bro. Yeah, man, it's crazy, bro. Like, so, so tell me, like, man, like, um, 
Where do you talk to me? Yeah. So, so are you? A, do you do you have? I have a theory on women that have cats. I've only had. I've had. I think women who oh, like I'm dogs. Yeah, you're a cat guy. I'm a dog guy. I'm a dog guy. So I think I women. I, pr- I think honestly, in my personal opinion, women that like dogs are actually better than girls that like cats. I feel like I'm the dog woman is more friendlier. She's more lively. She's more fun. I feel like she she would be like the type of girl that you know you would want to hang out with the bros. Like she's cool. Whereas the cat girl, she's passive aggressive. You know, she yep. might she might break your PS4. You know, she don't respond back to your text. You know what I'm saying? And and she but she mm-hmm. yeah she would post on her on her, her IG story. She out with the girls. So I feel, I have a theory that, that cat that dog girls are better than cats. I feel like I agree. I, I can agree to that because honestly, any chick that has a cat, I feel like she's a sneaky one. Yeah. The only reason because cats have nine lives. So do you. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of these women do too. Like you might see one. Like Kevin Hart said it perfectly. Like he didn't know. He was dating this one chick. I, I, I don't know if you remember his special. I think it was, uh, let me explain. He was in, he was driving. He got into an argument with a, uh, with a girl, his girlfriend at the time, or chick, I don't, wife, fiance, I don't know who the hell it was. And then, um, she ended up getting into this nigga's trunk. This nigga was driving. He heard the boop, 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 and then he got up out of the car, and she hopped out the car, ran the fuck back home. I mean, looked at him, got out of the car, ran the hell home, cooked this nigga some damn food, and basically asked this nigga, did, she, did he want anything to eat? I'll be honest with you. Any chick that does that, that's a cat woman right there, bro. That's yeah. a cat woman. Yeah. Speaking of which, that makes me don't even want to, want to look at Halle Berry in that movie anymore, bro. That's just real. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like dog women, bro. I feel like dog women. They got that. They got that understanding. Yes. They got that understanding because yes. dogs are loyal, and if you can find a good woman who can love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. and on top of that, make sure that she feeds your dog and make make you know make sure the house don't smell like piss. I think you're good. You're yeah. a win-win situation. Yeah. You're always going to be in the win. Yeah, that's the thing, that's man. Not Dog, I just find dog people to be good people. Generally, I, I have a joke. I say, you know, people that don't do- like dogs are people that do domestic violence and have anger issues and probably serial killers as well. People that don't like dogs. <laughs> and then if you if you don't like animals, then you got a whole nother level of crazy. There's something wrong yeah, with you. Gotta, yeah, you might be La Costa Nostra. I don't even know if that's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the type of people that like, they like torture, they like torture, you know, like 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 rodents and stuff. Oh hell no! They intentionally they, yeah, run over squirrels. Those are the type of people I feel like they intentionally run over squirrels. You know, I can agree to that. Like the chick, like they they look like one of the kids off the Adams family. Exactly. Like, I totally agree. Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> exactly. I can agree to that one. But yeah, man. Like I, I mean, I can rock with dog women more than cat women because I I'm a, I, I don't want to say I'm allergic to cats, but cats are sneaky, bro. Cats yeah. are hella sneaky. Every time I see a cat, I don't know what the nigga's about to do. Either be comfortable or cozy or an asshole. Because one of these niggas, all you hear is, ah! once exactly. you hear that, you don't know what the fuck you about to do. Bro, you I have with a dog? <laughs> nah, bro. I had a situation where my dad, he's a plumber. And um, <laughs> we was in his house. Yeah, yeah, for real. We was in the middle of a hood in West Baltimore. My father doing some um, some plumbing work in the house. It's very it's very old, crickety house. And these people got cats. Now this cat, oh, no. yeah, I was fucking with him. You know, I was just whatever. I because I I don't know. I was like twelve, thirteen. So I was just fucking with the cat. The cat got real pissed, bro, and he wouldn't let me lead a run, bro. He like cornered me, and he kept trying to oh, bite me, no. bro. I had to kick him. I had to like kick him, and 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 and, and he kept. Biting me and scratching me, bro. So then I was like, damn, cats hold grudges like a motherfucker, man. Oh, my. Hey, 
I can agree. Because damn near, look, I got my, um, so I tore my Achilles. I tore my, so I tore my Achilles two years ago. <laughs> and I was driving. I kid you not, but this is a funny ass story. I tore my Achilles two years ago. And I was in Colorado. I kid you not. We In uh, Colorado, we have a different grocery store. Mm-hmm. So we got Whole Foods. We got Whole Foods in Atlanta. But we also got Kroger. Our Kroger up there is called King Supers. King so what? Black Cat. King Super, like King a flag. Every time, <laughs> bro, every time I walk, it, nigga, it's like a it's like a backpack rapper, nigga. King Super. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! The nigga that didn't sell any, the nigga didn't sell any damn CD. But SoundCloud King is Supers. popping, but no CD. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! No CD sold, bro. King Super. But anyway, I was in King Super, bro. <laughs> 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 hey, it's real. Hey, you gonna make me laugh with this? All right, so I'm in King Super, bro. I'm kid you not, bro. I kid you the hell not. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I'm in King Supers. I'm walking down the milk aisle. Okay. I don't even drink a lot of milk. And we can tell like by your height, nigga. We know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in King Supers. I'm on. I think I'm at like the milk aisle or something like. I'm at the milk, I'm at the milk aisle. And I see this, like, you know, little beige cap with, like, the stripes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? So, like, apparently one of them got into the damn grocery store. And so, like, one of the ladies, I was, I had, um, I was, uh, I, I had my crutches on and everything. I had my crutches and everything. I didn't know what the hell to do. And so, um, I was, you know, I was down the milk out, milk, uh, milk out, and all I heard was, Meow. and I'm like, ain't no way in hell they got a motherfucking cat. Mind you, it is totally ghetto up in this motherfucker. I'm not bullshitting about it. Mm-hmm. They got a dude over here. They got a Boy Scout cookie. They had a dude selling Boy Scout cookies. <laughs> what even damn Boy Scout cookies? Like, who the fuck sells Boy Scout cookies, my nigga? <laughs> Think about this. Girl Scout cookies, right? Yeah. Girl Scout cookies. This nigga... They got Boy Scout niggas. Get the fuck out of here, bro, yo. Bro, I swear to God, I swear to God, <laughs> these niggas have Boy Scout cookies. This nigga... I'm going to tell you what this nigga did. This shit was so ghetto. This nigga bought thin mints from the grocery store and sold them bitches outside talking about they were Boy Scout cookies. <laughs> These niggas were selling them shits for seven dollars a pop. Now was oh, this person are, was he wearing like a like a like a Pied Piper mask? Was this R. Kelly? Um Bro. <laughs> <bruh, laughs> this nigga this nigga was like a this nigga was like a dark skinned Macaulay Cogan. Oh and God. damn when he got found <laughs> God damn. Damn <laughs> bro. He's like, hey, man, you want to send me for two for 25? I'm like, two for 25, nigga? You a drug seller, nigga. You better get your ass off somewhere. And you know what I would have anyway. did, bro? I would have tried to use a coupon from the goddamn grocery store. <laughs> I would have It's like, do you shit. accept these coupons, look, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> bro, this nigga wanted, bro, this shit was like $7, but you can get like two for like 25 or two for like 30 or some shit like that. And, uh, but they were like, you know, some decent size ass shit. Mm-hmm. While I was like talking to this nigga, I kid you not, he was really selling Boy Scout cookies. Nigga was writing on them bitches on too. He was writing on the front of them like a motherfucker too. Had stickers and shit. Had Boy fun. Scout cookies. Bruh, this, bruh, he was a hustler. Ghetto as hell. Anyway, um, I'm like leaving. Like I'm leaving King Super. <laughs> bruh, tell me why. I'm in my, I'm getting, I'm probably like 25 feet away from my car. The fucking cat came out of nowhere, bro. I don't know if it was the hot dog. I don't know if it was the damn shit that I had in my damn backpack because I had to have a backpack because of my damn crutches. I couldn't really carry shit. So, like, I don't know if he smelled something like that, but my guy, kid, you the fuck not. He damn near hit my left leg mm-hmm. so smooth, I didn't know that I got stabbed by a cat. 
this nigga cut the shit out of me, boy. Really? I don't know what the fuck to do. Yes, this is the this is the day that I I felt like I was Barry Bonds, my nigga. I felt that shit. Right once I felt it, I took I took my right crutch and that damn Barry Bonds knocked the shit out of his little ass, bro. <laughs> all you all you all you hear is meow. God Nah, fuck his little ass up, bro. That's damn. my story about uh. Did he, did he try to attack? Did he try to attack you back, or did he? Did you rock the shit out of him? Oh, I, I kicked him. No, I didn't kick him. I'm damn near. I bro, I Barry bombs the shit out of his little ass. Damn, because I, I don't like cats. I don't like cats at all. Nah, bro, I got, a, I got a grudge against cats, bro. Um, you know. I like the movie. I like the the play cats. The funny thing, actually, I do like that. I don't know if you've ever seen cats. Have you ever seen it? No, but I'll fall asleep in it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I hate musicals, but Cats, the, the musical, is one of the greatest American. Um, it's, it's one of the greatest American performances of all time. I used to watch it with my grandmother on PBS in um, the early to mid the late 90s. And it was one, it's one of the greatest things, man. Um, that and Singing in the Rain is one of the best. Um, but switching okay. gears, bro, I saw this interesting Facebook post, bro. So here we go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to read this post to you and I want your feedback. Um, and I really want your thoughts because I, and then and anybody that's listening, we would love to hear your comments via the anchor app. You guys can actually leave voice messages. So we'd love to hear that as well. So here's the post on Facebook. Okay. It says it's about Childish Gambino. So photo of him and a, and a white woman with a Gucci hoodie and his, and his child. Okay. It says, let's just be, it says, let's just be honest. Black women are not attracted to the weird black guy. If you're, if you are different in any way, you are gay or weird. So people need to stop acting surprised when they are in the opposite race, when they are with the opposite race, because true enough, we wouldn't be attracted to them unless they are famous. Dating outside your race doesn't mean you're less woke. Now, this is my, my take on it real quick. First of all, the person that um, wrote this thing didn't know how to fucking uh, spell correctly or whatever But basically what they're trying to say is In the black community You know the weird or interesting black dude Don't get played and, and I can say that's true I'm not saying that's an excuse to date white women If that's what you want to do Whatever That's I think at the end of the day Whatever person chooses to do Is what they choose to do But I do think there is a big chasm In the black community Where we define a masculinity a certain way And we have a certain aggressive mentality When it comes to that So either the black dude is real muscular With a 12, with a, with a, uh, 12 yard penis and he uh, chokes the shit out of you, chokes the shit out of you when you have sex, or he's gay. Is he either? Is either one or the other? And I feel like for me, you know, growing up, I, I mean, I did get a little play from black girls, but at the, at the end of the day, I got a lot of play well, from. I didn't the, get no play with black girls. Yeah, I got the play from the Asians and, and, and Becky. Now I don't mess with white women like personally. Um, you know, I have dated an Indonesian. I have dated, um, you know, an Asian woman myself. No shit. Um, but, no shit. but I've had a streak of women of color, so I feel good about that. I've had a streak. Um, of women of color and a and positive experience with women of color, but growing up, it was not a thing. You was not getting no girls back in the day if you was a geeky black dude. What is your experience as a as a as a as a, a so called weird black guy? What was your experience, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, all white women. <laughs> oh, where? <laughs> all white. Women. So why do black girls get no play, bro? I don't know why. To be honest with you, I think it's because of my furry flip flops. My feet look better than theirs. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably one of them, but my feet look way better than theirs. Mm-hmm. All my damn, like, my, my Sperry's fuck them up. I don't know shit. Because I am the one that you will catch wearing Sperry's in the middle of a hot-ass summer, no socks, cooling with a polo shirt and shorts on. I'm chilling. I'm going to look like a 45-year-old dad that just came from the soccer match. <laughs> chilling. But 
But look, I don't know why. But um, I guess, like, I don't sag my pants too long. I don't know. Shit. Like, every time I ask, in fact, let me, let me retract that statement. I don't even ask shit. I, every time I'm, like, approached by a black woman. Now, this is in Atlanta. I've never been approached by a black woman in Colorado when I was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think the only time that I did stand-up was when I got approached by a woman in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that was because she was just like, oh, my God, you're hilarious. Um, when are you going to be back up here next time? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that the, that woman said to me. Not, oh my God, you're cute. Can I have your number? I, none, none of that shit. Like, I guess, I guess the polo and the shit fucked her up, and, and the you know it's cold up there too. So I don't know. But no, no black girl can explain that. How does that make why. you feel though, like, bro? How does that make you feel? Like, have you I, ever tried to like initially try to get to like, talk to black women? No, nah, but because when I get famous, I'm gonna figure out which one of these motherfuckers is fake as hell. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying in general, like know. when you was growing up, would you ever try? Did you ever try to date black girls? I did. I okay. did. It shit did not work. I actually <laughs> dated this one chick. Her name was, um, I don't know if she, if she listens to this, then she's going to know who she is. Her <laughs> name is Amanda. Her name is Amanda Luckadoo. Mm-hmm. Sounds Paula African. Hale, too. She's, yeah, bro. She was a little, she's African American and, and Latino. So, oh, okay. You know, she was doing her, yeah, doing her thing, doing her thing. And I'm sure this chick is five foot six. Mm-hmm. Kid you not. Kid you the hell not. Every time we said hi to each other, I was looking up her like he was my teacher. Like it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But huge enough uh, every day. Um, but it doesn't really make me feel, you know, less of a person. I just, I just kind of realized, like, you know, Asians, Latinos, uh, uh, you know, white women, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to stay away from, really. And um, <laughs> <laughs> they're trouble, boy. Exactly. Um, they, they, yeah. they, Emmett Till let it, warned us. Exactly. Emmett Till definitely warned us. Don't tell these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you look good over there, baby. Mm-mm. You look, hey, girl, you looking finer than dang on bacon and egg and cheese sandwich. Exactly. Bad, bad idea. Yeah, man. Bad I, idea. I've been, I've been in constant. Honestly, bro, my last couple of relationships, I've been constantly trying to date women of color because all at the end of the day, we come in so many different cultures, so many different backgrounds, so many different tones, and so when I hear black dudes be like, "Oh no, I don't like black women," or whatever, I'm like, bro, there's literally in a, in Africa alone, there's like fucking. You know, seven, it's like one or two, I think in Africa alone, like two plus billion people. So you, there's oh, black yeah. women from all over the world, different colors, backgrounds, experiences. And maybe where you see some, some, exactly, moving down to Atlanta, there's so many educated, cool black women. I've even met black women that play tennis. I've met black women that like comedy. I've met black women that are in anime, all these cool things. And and so for me, growing up in oh, Baltimore, <clears throat> yeah, up in Baltimore, it's not like. Yeah, up in Baltimore wasn't like that. You know, either they like they 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 like drug dealer dudes, or they want you to be a Barack yeah. Obama. There was nothing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like, well, who'd you vote for? Yes, uh, who'd you vote for? Oh uh, shit, you know, I don't know, nigga. Bye. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, can, I can see that down. Exactly. Well, if you ain't showing that, if you ain't showing that good, good, they don't want it. G. I totally understand. Exactly. Yeah. If you wear, if you wear Polo Ralph Lauren, man, you might not get the shorties, but it Hell is what no. it is, man. Asia's gonna come holler at you though, because they know you're gonna spend that little twenty nine ninety nine, and then you're gonna go to the restaurant and the little nail salon and go spend that fifty seven dollars. So exactly, they good. they good money. Exactly, There's, the Asian girls love nerdy black dudes. That that's a that's a fact. If you if you're a nerdy black dude and you can't get no play with the sisters, Asian girls do give you play. Um, they, because you're edgy to them. It's like in their community, dating a black dude, period, is edgy. So, you know, you get a nerdy one. That's one step close to edgy. But you just don't got you, um, you know, you don't got a Chris Brown 
crazy. You just got like a, you know, you got your vanilla crazy, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, bro, it's been more than a pleasure to have you on the podcast and talk with you, bro. We're going to have so much more episodes and talk about so many more interesting things. And I'm interested oh, yeah. to see your comedy journey. And as we do this journey together, bro, in our brotherhood and with CJ, and we just continue to develop our comedy and get better each time and each day. And um, so tell people where they can find you at, man, on, on social media. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on Facebook. I'm, you know, on Facebook like everybody else. But, uh, my comedy page is Andre Majors Comedy. And then if you want to hit me up on Instagram, uh, on Instagram, my uh, Insta- my IG handle is Millionaire underscore Majors. Uh, literally Millionaire underscore Majors. Uh, or just call me Dre Seven. Uh, I got a couple of those. And uh, yeah, follow me. Hit me up. Shoot me a message. I'm always you know quick to respond. Um, unless I'm, you know, doing, you know, my comedy thing or doing a video or something, then I'll get right back to you guys later. But other than that, I'm always open. Um, always, you know, looking to connect with people. Always looking to learn, you know, crack jokes, you know, swap stories, whatever, you know, whatever I can do to help. So that's where you can find me. IG, Facebook. If you need me on Snapchat, you can come find me at A Majors Two Four, and then just look for the cartoon. Just call me Dre Guy, and that's me. Excellent, guys. So, yeah, you can find me on uh, Rob the MC on Instagram. And again, through the Anchor app, feel free to leave a message, uh, whether there's some good feedback or positive stuff as well. Also, this podcast can be found on Spotify, Anchor, um, on other ones such as Google Podcasts as well. And we're continuing to try to expand, talk about different subjects, have interesting people on. So if even you want to be on, um, come on. I have a lot of cool people that we're going to have on and different point of views. And we're just going to go down the rabbit hole together, guys, talk about really random subjects and um, go from there. But I know Andre Majors is going to be extremely successful. He has the work ethic he has the disposition and the universe will give it to him so guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of down the rabbit hole and we will get at you soon peace